1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. Fire! Yes, a, a, a low-key fire for Tuesday, March 16th. Yes, I've gotten all your gripes, people, on social media. Jay, I can't deal with the way you're staying. Straight fire! Yeah, neither can my family. <laughs> The wife has chimed in with some theories. The kids mock me, so I'll start to dial it down just a little. Nobody's had any. Nobody's had the gall to say it to my face outside of my family friends. Listen, they chime in. They like it, um, or they say they do. At any rate, it is a glorious Tuesday out here in Los Angeles after basically a uh you know forty mile an hour winds all of Monday, and I was sitting indoors, did not really leave the house, um, watching the NFL madness of free agency happened. We are going to take a pause on the NCAA tournament today. We'll just do an all-NFL show for free agency. Come back to the tournament tomorrow. And a lot of shenanigans went down on Monday, and the New England Patriots were at the forefront. We will talk to Bucky Brooks, who is a former NFL scout. He's an NFL network. I worked with him at FS1. He does it all. I mean, he's a really talented guy. And um, let's just say he had hotter takes on NFL free agency than me. This is my job to fire some interesting, thought-provoking stuff. And I will just say, strap in, okay, Bucky Brooks. He's a smart, intelligent guy. He's also a uh, high school football coach out here in California. And Monday, despite the wind, it was a monstrous day out here in California. Gyms opened. Uh, I'm on a couple text chains with some buddies. And a couple of them went to the gym and notice that the basketball courts are open and instantly can we play indoors and some guys are saying well you know i don't i don't think i'm gonna play indoors even though i have the vaccination uh, you asking me i'm all up in there the second i can play basketball i'll just lift weights in my house um uh, by the way before we get to bucky brooks one funny order of business so my son's really gotten into football you know uh, he's nine about to turn 10 and I think the uh, video game, Madden got him really into it. And, you know, we're playing a lot. He's got a dynasty team. And now his new thing is let's play catch in the house. So we're tossing around the football in the house. Of course, the wife does not like it. One pass goes astray, hits a picture on the wall. Ah, get outside, you know. Um, I know every dad knows what I'm talking about. At any rate, at one point, my son's like, you know, dad, our friends are doing a pickup football game, I think I'm ready to, to join. And it's like a flag football game organized by a dad. And I know him and I just don't think my kid's ready for flag football. He's just not at that level. And he's like, Dad, we're working on stuff. Like I know this guy plays, I can play, I'm as fast as him. Like I was like, All right, um, here's what you need to do. You need to get a little bit faster. And so he so Monday night he's like, Well, how do I get faster? And then he just stops and Googles, how do you get faster? goes right to YouTube. This is the new kid. You know, when we were kids, we would go to like an encyclopedia or ask the adults. There was no internet to search. First YouTube video comes up. Before he can eat, the video starts. I said, well, you need to work on the legs first. You know, we do pushups and I got my daughter doing pushups too. And I said, you got to work the legs. This is where your strength comes from. I had him doing lunges early Monday before school. And squats. The first video that comes up, I can hear it because he's near me. Start with lunges. He goes, "Dad, lunges." I'm like, "Yeah." Now listen, okay, my kid, you guys have seen me. I'm not built for football. I, I'm in good shape now. I was not in good shape to play football in high school or any way, shape, or form. None of my parents wouldn't even let me. That being said. I do like that my kid is interested in football. And we are a sports household. You know, I'm basically running fourth grade basketball pickup games, second grade girls basketball pickup games, another dad's running football games. We're starting to get some soccer action on the side. Like, we are into sports and being athletic and active and being outdoors and trying to stay off the roadblocks. At any rate, uh, I've rambled long enough. I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Bucky Brooks of the NFL Network.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who
4: knows
5: another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a guy who's been by before. He's been through the wars in the NFL uh, as a player. Uh, He's done everything, really. He knows the league as well as anybody. So on Free Agency Monday, I don't know what they're calling that. Um, Black Friday is when everybody gets fired. Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, what do they call it when everybody gets paid? Uh, (laughs) Big Money. I guess
3: it's Big Money Monday. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I I mean, some of these guys getting paid, I, I look. Back of the rinks truck, man. You talk about big money being paid out.
5: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of stunned. Uh, listen, Bucky, we have to start with the New England Patriots. They're the big story. I, I don't get it. I will confess that uh, you know I saw all the memes floating around the internet about Bill uh, Bill, Bill Belichick not wanting to spend forever, and now he's spending. Yeah, and I don't know. I look at the names, Bucky, and I'm like, okay, Judon is nice, but I, did they get a lot of beep? B-guys and C-plus and B-minuses? Some, I mean, they're always
3: going to kind of shop in the bargain bin, but I I think they've done a really good job. I thought the first domino to go down was Cam Newton. When they re-signed Cam Newton at the deal they were able to get him at, you knew that they were going to have a lot of money to spend and get other pieces. And I think the bigger thing is, what are they building? And to me, they're, they're building a team that is going to be more new school in their approach. Uh, Cam Newton is right now the guy that we will presume to be the quarterback, but I think this puts them in the market to get another quarterback in the draft. I think that quarterback that they get in the draft will be an athletic quarterback. And I think they'll go all in on the mobile playmaker quarterback, the running game being the central mo- means mm-hmm. of being able to move the ball. And then I think they beefed up their defense. If you look at the moves, it was about their defense being beefed up, uh, right. Yes, John Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and those things, they want to be able to make some plays. But it's about making sure that you add these guys with the opt-out guys from last year, and maybe you see this Patriots defense reemerge as one of the top defenses.
5: So here's what I don't get. They did have more COVID opt-outs, Bucky, than anybody else in the NFL. And, that, you know, you would think they've got, oh, they got like six starters coming back. And now they go out and spend and get 15 dudes? I, I don't – does that mean a lot of guys are suddenly going to be cut or, or released or traded?
1: No, I don't
3: think it necessarily means that. I think they're trying to flip their team. Let's be honest. When we looked at their team, it was devoid of talent last year. They were trying to count on all the young guys that they had drafted, right. the Chase Winoviches of the world, and some of those Josh chase, But now they want experience. They have always been better when they've had an older – vet veteran callous team where they can kind of beat you up because they got a bunch of guys that know what they're doing and know how to play. I think this is how they're at their best when Belichick has guys that have experience and knowledge and they know and they can do a bunch of different things to create chaos and problems for the offense.
5: But they're still the third best team in the AFC East, right? Mm, I don't know. What? Who are they better than? They're not better than the Bills.
3: Know. I don't, I don't know if they're the third best team. Like The Dolphins and stuff like are fine, and theoretically we were saying they're better. But, but think about it this way. As bad as it was for the Patriots and Cam Newton and all this, a lot of one-score games away from being able to do it. Like fourth and goal uh, against the Seattle Seahawks, they're going in to potentially win the game against Buffalo Bills and Cam fumbles at the 15-yard line. I'm yeah. saying as bad as it was for them, they were seven and nine. It could have been a nine and seventeen. You upgrade the talent a little bit. You're talking about 10-11 wins.
5: I I love the optimism, Bucky. Of course, for the the Patriots of all the teams. I know. That they I know you great. want them. Listen, I know you want. They were them too to good, man.
3: <laughs> I know you want them to suck forever, but they're not going to suck forever.
5: Um, let me go through the receivers, okay? I'm looking at 34 year old Julian Edelman, overpaid for Nelson Aguilar, although he could work well. Cam throwing the deep ball, kind of good. Uh, Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers, who everybody likes, Nikhil Harry, who may not be on the team uh, in 48 hours, uh, the, the kid Gunner, the white little punt returner guy, Marquise Lee, they've got a lot of receivers, Bucky. Don't all laugh. Those, don't... Yeah,
3: <laughs> they, But those... they don't
5: have a number one, do they?
3: Yeah, all those guys won't go. I think the most important domino that that fell today was Janu Smith right being signed. Because now they have a tight end. And if you go back and you look at the history, Janu Smith, I want to say heading into last year, was one of the most productive play-action pass catchers in football. Like his yards have to catch the yards that he uh, produced off play-action passes, one of the tops in the league. And so that right there is your indicator. What do they want? They want a seam runner, for when they run it, run it, run it, they fake it, they pull it out. John o. Smith running right down the pipe. They can control the middle. It makes it easier for them to do some things on the outside. I think this is a part of the Patriots kind of reestablishing their Offensive identity, really their team identity, and so these moves were made with th- that thought in mind.
5: And and when you look back at Cam's best season when he won the MVP, Greg Olson starring at tight end, uh, he didn't have a tight end last year. Um, no, in he New didn't. England. So
3: he didn't. Right. He didn't have a tight end. He typically has gotten down most of his career without wideouts on the perimeter. He is better throwing it down the middle, big body tight end. No, no different than Lamar Jackson. Like certain guys just work better working the middle of the field down the hashes and those things and so I think it's a part of making the quarterback comfortable for sure
5: so we're recording this Monday night we still haven't got word on two big names Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster wide receivers weirdly not getting the love that everybody thinks they should um is there a move or two Miami can make here to kind of edge out the Patriots for the number two seed? I mean, listen, I'm sorry, number two in the AFC East. Uh, I'm assuming the Jets, still rebuilding, will probably be pulling up the rear again.
3: Yeah, I think you're right about the Jets probably pulling up the rear. The Miami (laughs) Dolphins need to continue to add weapons around to it, whether that's in the draft, whether that's in free agency. They need to just kind of upgrade what they have on the perimeter because if they're going to go all in for him, they have to figure out a way to play fast-break basketball. And so that means more weapons, more people that can get down the field, let him get the ball out of his hands quickly and let them pick up yards after catch. That is critical. Here's one thing that I want to point out because you mentioned about the wide receivers and the glut of wide receivers that are out there on the market. Why are you seeing the money kind of not going their direction is because so many evaluators feel so great about the class of wide receivers Mm. that are coming in. And the more that we see the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Terry McLaurins of the world, the A.J. Browns of the world come into the league whether the first round, second round, third round, and have success, more teams are going to pause on paying big money for guys that are not number one receivers. If you're a number one, yes, you'll get your money. But if you're a number two or number three, maybe I can get that in the draft. I don't need to spend that money. And as it relates to Juju Smith-Schuster, I think Juju Smith's Schuster's name is greater than his game. Yeah. I think he's a nice complimentary player and people talk about, oh, he had almost a hundred balls, but he averaged eight, nine yards of catch. Yeah. I'm not paying big money for eight or nine yards of catch.
5: Yeah. Interesting. Um, All right. So, I, you know, as I was mentioning the dolphins in my head, I'm like, well, wait a sec. What about Deshaun Watson? So if Watson don't go to the jets, that basically leaves Carolina and Miami. And your guy, Daniel Jeremiah, seems to think Carolina's out of the mix. So if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, Bucky, they're definitely the number two team in the AFC East. They might overtake Buffalo for number one, right?
3: Yeah, but is he going to Miami? Is Ooh, Miami what's going? He, where's he
5: going?
4: Is I there,
3: mean, <laughs> I see staying? where he's going. He's gonna stay in H Town. He's, staying, oh, in he's staying in Houston. Come on. He's staying in Houston. No what way. Le- what leverage does he have? He doesn't have any leverage. Well, okay, so what, okay, he hold, doesn't have any me, leverage.
5: Let's back up here. What about with this? Uh, you heard the kid, uh, the the not the kid, the coach Cully talking with Jim Trotter last week, and basically mm-hmm. resigned to the fact that Watson is the quarterback now. He's there now. He's our leader now, and he don't want to be there. And he's putting out the vibes through his agent, his powerful agent, mm-hmm. who you know mm-hmm. uh, that he don't want to play there, and he's prepared to sit out.
3: Okay, if he's prepared to sit on and he's prepared to pay back that $21 million prorated bonus that he has to give back up by not reporting and signing, then, then fine. But he's not going to be able to have his cake and eat it too. Like he signed the deal, the extension in September, cashed the $27 million check that came with that in terms of a signing bonus. And so the Texans don't owe him another diamond. until the regular season kicks off. And so... Right now, what are they losing by squatting on his rights or holding on to him?
5: Are they, it's a bad look, isn't it, Bucky? I mean, yeah, you, but who's gonna? Right now, the, the only people that are signing there are guys who are just desperate for a paycheck. A Mark Ingram. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they just—they're handing money out because they can't get nobody good to go there, right?
3: Yeah, but I mean, it may be a bad look. But what happens if you have a bad look? That's nothing. That's like sticks and stones may break my bones, but they oh. words never hurt me. Like, oh. there's nothing that. Because also remember this. In Houston, they watched their star, James Harden, walk out the door. They lost 16 straight games the Rockets have. Do you think think the Texans are going to be like, oh, we're going to let Deshaun Watson go. We're going to suck,
5: and we're okay with
3: it? Absolutely not.
5: They're supposed to get a boatload of picks, aren't they, from Miami? And Bucky, look at this now. Deshaun Watson says, I'm not playing. I'm sitting out, okay? Houston Texans Stadium will be open fully for business next year. Who is buying a ticket when J.J. Watt said, I got to get out of here, trade me, and Deshaun Watson ain't playing? Like, who's even the draw on that team? You couldn't okay. give away tickets are, in Houston next year.
3: Are we convinced that Deshaun Watson isn't going to play when he has to give the money back out of his pocket? This quiet thing that was done with the CBA, when they redid the C- CBA to, to make the pandemic exemptions, they beefed up the penalty for holdouts in those things. Let's see, because the draft is the kicking point. If they don't trade him by the draft, now it goes back to the Texans because there's no pressure. Like, hey, we're going to hold on to him. We don't have to worry about the picks. Now what? Is he not going to play? Because here's the thing, Jason. He's 25 years old in Mm -hmm. his prime. It is hard to find a top five quarterback and have him in the prime. To think that you're going to trade him away and, oh, I'm going to flip it back and I'm going to get another quarterback that can do the things that he's already done. No, nah, wow. I, I think. Find I think another
5: he, quarterback of his caliber, unlikely, but you get that Miami pick at three. Let, let, nah, me, let, let me back up. Nah, this is interesting. Like, so you you, you say uh, Watson, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Watson got a $21 million signing bonus. He got 27,
3: he million dollar, $27 million dollar signing bonus. But if okay. he doesn't report with all the penalties and those things, the Texans can go after about twenty one million of that signing bonus to make him pay
5: it back. So the and I guess you you would say, hey, every week he doesn't show up, he owes. I'm just throwing out a number five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars or whatever. Okay, yeah, so yeah, so that will be a test for Deshaun Watson. But at the same time, and Bucky, you know how the media game is played. The agents kind of call a lot of the shots. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson has a powerful agent, okay? He repped Jalen Ramsey, got him paid. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey wanted to go this place. He got his money. Mulageta is powerful. And I'm not saying he's going to say, nobody go to Houston. It's not totally that game, but in the NBA, we've seen players say, I don't want to be drafted there. I'm not going to give you my medicals. I'm not going to mm-hmm. work out for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just refusing to do it. And the teams dodge him. At some point, doesn't the team kind of look like assholes if they're just like, yeah. You don't want to play for us. That's your loss. Pay us our money. Like, as a business practice, Bucky, is that a smart move?
3: Yes, it is. It's business, not personal. It's business. My job isn't necessarily to make. Because here's the thing, guys. Deshaun Watson didn't have to sign the extension. True. No one one put a gun to his head and said, oh, you got to sign the extension. If you were so disgruntled with the franchise, he could have said, oh, I'm going to play this out. I'm going to play at the term. When I'm a free agent, I'm going to hit the market. Okay. Can I time out? Let me,
5: let me let me time out. So when he was when he signed the deal was uh, wasn't Bill O'Brien still the coach? Uh, yeah. And was he still the GM or no?
3: Yeah, he was still in charge of everything. Okay.
5: So he was still in charge of everything, uh, and I'm not saying he was there only because of Bill O'Brien, but Bill O'Brien gets pushed out by this shadowy figure Easterby, and all of a sudden Easterby's got total control. He's firing ball boys and medical equipment guys. Every and it's like what are we doing here? JJ Watt, I'm out of here. And Watson just gets a bad taste in his mouth. Like, I can understand that he's at the time said, yeah, I want to sign and be here. They had just gone to the AFC uh, second round, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And and led the chiefs 24, nothing. Like I can understand why he signed to stay. Things changed.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, things change, but I mean, it is what it is. Like he, he, he signed, he signed the deal. So now, He gave up some of his leverage when he signed the deal. So now it's on the Texans. And if I'm the Texans, I'm Nick Casario. Man, I got to put on my big boy pants and I got to wait through this storm because like right Mm. now the media is saying, oh, you have to do this or whatever. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have to do it. He can Mm. sit there tight and wait. And I think if you set the precedent that you're going to let Deshaun Watson work his way out of Houston, Man, I think you just have a lot of dudes at the door that are always coming back or whatever. So I think this is the most important move that Nick Casario can make as it relates to building the team and changing the culture in Houston.
5: As I understand it, Casario is a first-time GM. He was a personnel guy mm-hmm. in the Patriots for like what fifteen years or something.
3: Yeah, good, good guy, good evaluator. Do you do you um, know
5: him well, or I mean, you say good I, evaluator, but I start thinking about the recent Patriots drafts, and uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been good, Bucky.
3: I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, there's more to, like, acquiring personnel than just a draft. Like, the Patriots have been ones that have been able to kind of find it in free agency, turn guys that have been cast off to other places and play mm-hmm. really, really well. Kyle Van Noy was one that they yeah. traded for to get from Detroit, and he played really well there. So they were able to take Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks paid well for them, and they plucked him from the same. So they've been able to do a few different things. I think when you're trying to reestablish the culture, or establish your new culture when you take over. I don't think the first thing that you do is, hey, I'm gonna trade away a franchise quarterback that is hard to find yeah. in our league. Like it's hard to find those guys. You don't give those guys up.
5: Yeah. Um. You know. And we'll, Last word. But Bill Belichick, Casario. How much? You know, from your knowledge of front offices when you're mentioning guys like Kyle Noy and all these moves that uh, the Patriots have made, how much is Belichick? How much is everyone else?
3: Well, I mean, Belichick controls everything because he's the one that puts the pieces of the puzzle together. He has the vision for the organization. He kind of figures out what he wants in terms of putting it together. And I know people are beating up on him because Tom Brady leaves, he goes to Tampa, and and it works for Tom, primarily because the defense that was already in place (laughs) played really well, but that's the thing. And I think for Bill, I think he understood what they needed to do to reset the cap, and he was making those moves. And so look, Bill plays a major role in it. We've seen a bunch of his disciples not necessarily have the same level or any success without him being there, but maybe Nick has a plan, and maybe they can kind of get it right.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
5: All right, couple teams to buzz through real quick. New Orleans Saints, um, Jameis Winston threw eleven passes last season. They just signed him for twelve million dollars. Taysom Hill restructured his deal. Saints, uh, seven wins over under next year.
3: Over. What? Over. You think over. this is a playoff team? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a playoff whoa, team. Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, what? Absolutely. Because I don't I don't think anything changes. Like, let's be honest with Drew Brees. I know right now, because Drew Brees retired. Uh, yesterday today like we're in the romanticizing of Drew Brees (laughs) and how great he was last year or whatever but remember man this dude couldn't throw it beyond 20 yards they were playing in a phone booth with Drew Brees at quarterback Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill the combination of the two opens up this offense where they can do more stuff Jameis Winston being able to push the ball down the field releases some Uh of the pressure on Mike Thomas because Mike Thomas could only run these intermediate routes because Drew couldn't throw it down the field. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they're a better team without Drew, but I'm saying this offense has a chance to be more dynamic. And I'm going to say this, Sean Payton took Drew Brees, and Drew Brees struggled those first four of the five years in San Diego with the Chargers. Then he goes to New Orleans and becomes a thing. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, I think the way that we view Jameis Winston as this – Colossal bust. I think we've <laughs> we've over we've overdone it because even though he had those thirty interceptions, he also had thirty touchdowns in 5, 000 yeah, I, and five thousand yards. And so I, and so, Sean Payton being able to take him and teach him like, "Hey, dude, just don't throw the ball to the other team.
5: <laughs> don't throw well, it." To I the love other optimistic team. Bucky Brooks. He's like just Saints are good. I, I thought this was going to be a dumpster fire. I mean, they're losing guys cap wise. We'll see. Okay, Bucky likes the Saints. Next team. Um, Tennessee Titans. They add Bud Dupree coming off the ACL. Denico Autry, nice pickup. Um, they did lose Arthur Smith, obviously to uh, the Falcons. Derrick Henry has had a 378 carries, and he led the league two years in a row. He's gonna break down. They lost Jonu Smith. They oh, lost man, Corey hey, Davis. Man, All man, right, man, the man, hater Jason's there. out. Who, what do you got on the Titans?
3: Where you got?
1: Man, Are man, they a
5: playoff man, team? I think
3: they come back to the pack. I don't think they're the same. I think Arthur Smith did a great job offensively, like making this happen for Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry playing great. I just don't think defensively they're good enough to deal with the teams that you have to deal with in the AFC.
5: I'm with you. Um, Sneaky good signing on Monday. The Browns landing John Johnson, the safety from the Rams. Being out here in L.A., I watched a lot of Rams. That defense was phenomenal. Johnson's really good. Why'd they let him go?
3: can't pay everybody. when you, yeah. you can't pay everybody. But here's the <laughs> when thing. When you're paying
5: Gurley and Goff $30 million to not play for you. Uh, wow. I mean, they're, uh, they're,
3: they're all gone. But what they did, the Rams, they, they invested in Leonard Floyd. The pass rush is more important than the coverage unit. So that's why they invested yeah. in that. With John Johnson, I think going to Cleveland is important. Playmaker in the middle of the field. When you think about the team that you have to knock off to win the division, the Baltimore Ravens, you have to have someone that can go toe for toe with Lamar Jackson, not only as a thrower, because Lamar Mm. likes to throw it over the middle of the field, but also as a runner. Lamar Jackson splitting seams down the middle of the field. You have to have someone in the third level that can get him to the ground. John Johnson gives them a player that can do some of those things. And
5: that Monday night football game, Lamar uh, just killed him. Uh, He was incredible. Um, All right, real quick, my New York Jets, Bucky. Uh, I I know your guy Daniel Jeremiah is bullish on the toughness of Corey Davis. Um, I... I... (laughs) I'm not. I'm not excited. Um, Carl Lawson, I think, is a good get. Uh, Maybe you could tell me why he only plays sixty-eight percent of the snaps every year. Uh, But next to Quentin Williams, he could do some damage. I didn't get the Gerard Davis signing. They have uh, C.J. Mosley, or maybe just have him momentarily, and he's Mm going to be leaving. But uh, make sense of what the Jets have done.
3: Uh, Jerry Davis gives them somebody to naturally replace C.J. Mosley. They probably want to move on from C.J. Mosley. They didn't really get anything. What a disaster. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean they, Bucky, they, he
5: got hurt in his first game against Buffalo, and then he barely played the rest of the year. Then he opted out last year. I mean,
3: yeah, so, I, they, I, so they didn't get things. So now you want to get move on, get a different player, Jared Davis. Uh Carl Lawson gives them an energizer bunny beside Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams found his game uh this year, came on Sacks and stuff like that played at a high level inside. And then you give Carl Lawson a high energy play on the outside. Maybe they beef up that. And remember, the way Robert Sala wants to play, they don't want to blitz a lot. They want to try and lean on that four-man rush to get to the mm-hmm. quarterbacks and play max coverage. You got to have energizer guys that can do it. Carl Lawson can do it. Corey Davis, to me, is an interesting one. Never really viewed him as a number one receiver, even though he came in as the fifth overall pick. Yeah, Didn't really dominate or whatever. So let's see. Dominate, come
5: on. He was average I, at best. Come on. I know.
3: He didn't dominate. You draft somebody in the top five, which is what you want to do. You want to trade away Deshaun Watson to yeah. get like a Corey Davis type or something like that. Like that's what happens. Like, and so we'll see if Corey Davis can 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 really step up and be that guy, whether it's for Sam Darnold or for another young quarterback. That's one of the things that we have to see.
5: Uh I guess final two questions. Number one, where is Sam Darnold starting or sitting the bench in week one next season?
3: I think he's right there with your New York Giants, and I think oh. he's in a competition oh. with the quarterbacks.
5: Whoa, Darnold with the Giants? No, with the Jets. With the Jets. He's right there with the Jets. You got me excited. Dude, come on. They're not keeping him. No way. They got to trade him. All right, fine. That was the second to last question. I do want to wrap up with this. Greg Bedard was on my Saturday radio show, and he surmised that Brady taking less, they get to keep the band together. Mm -hmm. Shaq Barrett stays, Godwin, everybody, the whole kit and caboodle. Mm -hmm. Can they go 19 0?
3: I wouldn't say they go 19-0, and but I think they absolutely can run it back because now they figured it out. They figured it out in year one, which was a surprise. It was before they were supposed to. Now that they know how to win and Tom Brady's going to be fueling them to get to eight, they have to be the favorites in the NFC to get it done. And then it comes down to if they meet the Chiefs or the Baltimore Ravens, who would you favor? I think right now whoa, whoa, wait, everybody's no going to bet on Brady and crew.
5: Selling Buffalo what? short? What about the Chargers? I mean, Ravens. Interesting, huh? Well, let me ask Char- you. Fine. Char- one more question. You mentioned the Ravens. Are are they paying Lamar Jackson the kind of money that Dak Prescott just got?
3: Oh, uh, he gets more than Dak Prescott gets. <laughs> wow. You have to you pay it.
2: I would agree. You, you I, I to, mean,
3: he and he and Josh Allen both will come in over forty million dollars. I think that's Baker the Mayfield? thing. No
5: well, he only has the same amount of playoff wins as Dak, but does he just say, I don't want to sign a deal, franchise tag me, and uh, I'm going to run it back into the playoffs, and then you got to pay me. Can he pull that off?
3: He could pull it off, but if I'm the Browns, I want to make him pull it off because when I look at the numbers, here's some research for you. Look at his numbers and look at the numbers Case Keenum had in Minnesota with Kevin Stefanski, and you'll sit there and they're exactly the same. So you have to be able to figure out, How much of it is Baker? How much of it is the system? And remember, it's a run first, pass second team. They win because they run it with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and they pounded that big offensive line. Baker plays as a manager, a compliment.
5: Good player
3: in that role. But how much am I paying for a role player to do it? All
5: right. The great Bucky Brooks, NFL Network slash high school football coach out here in California. Bucky, (laughs) we'll be following your team closely. Uh, What's the team again?
3: Granada Hills Charter, John Elway's
5: alma mater. Wow, big shoes to fill. Bucky Brooks, all right, good luck this season, Bucky. Thanks, man.
0: Hey, man, appreciate you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,